0: Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbalay. Today, this is an interesting story. This is a story that I hadn't really... Like, most of the time when I record these Short Funks, I come to it with some kind of game plan, like how I'm going to lay down the story. But with this one, I just have a stack of books and not really a particular direction in mind. It's kind of interesting because it relates to my work as well, so I've got to couch some of the stuff associated with that. But one of my co-workers who recently joined the company has never played Dungeons & Dragons. And... As a nerd, as a self-proclaimed nerd in some regard, not an American-style nerd, like an indigenous, like from another country nerd, I just can't understand how someone could never have played Dungeons & Dragons. Like, it seems to me to be so central in, you know, every aspect of nerd nature to have played Dungeons & Dragons at some stage. And for me, I haven't played Dungeons & Dragons for 25 years, more probably. I don't know. In that kind of time frame. But I still have the old D&D books, not the same ones that I had originally. I gave them away to a suspected, let's just call her a suspected girlfriend's brother. And, uh you know, got rid of all my miniatures and my stuff with that. I'm not sure if I've mentioned that on a short funk previously. It's not a happy story. It's not one worth airing. But through this, certainly in the past 15 years, I've been very sympathetic to just finding artifacts from the early to mid 80s in a Dungeons & Dragons kind of fashion, thumbing through them. I think certainly role-playing games heavily influenced me associated with the development of Noble Ape and moving these games, which I initially played as a child and then wrote and then, you know, all these kind of things relate heavily to narrative. From my perspective, Dungeons & Dragons is solely about narrative. It's about constructing a universe through words and then presenting that to a group of players. Now, honestly, all my Dungeons & Dragons, pretty well up to, I don't know, when I was 10, was all associated with me being the games master, me being the person that creates the environment, creates this tapestry for users, and gets them excited about exploring fantasy worlds, some of which were created by others, but most of which were created by me. And the narrative component to this, and also just exploring various psychological ideas in a very well laid out, relatively mechanical fashion, it's been something that I've enjoyed historically. I haven't enjoyed in the past 25 years. I did air, when my friend came from Australia, some audio associated with a Field of Chaos role-playing game. For folks who don't remember or never knew, Field of Chaos was a novella that I... Wrote many years ago in the late 90s, basically, and put out in the late 2000s just as an homage to the writing. And there's a role-playing game that goes on with that. I've never published the role-playing game. I have about 70-odd pages of rules that I just augment and then reprint through, I think, Cafe Press or Lulu. I think it's Lulu, actually. This tells you how long it's been since I last did this. In any case... So my coworker had never played Dungeons & Dragons, talking with our co-workers. We decided to set up a D&D group, which I will be GMing sometime, I don't know, in the next few weeks. I've bought graph paper, i bought the books, which I see in front of me, and I'm going to run this Dungeons & Dragons game in a variety of different directions, I think. I mean, it depends on the players as well, what kind of characters they pick, what kind of narrative comes through. I was thinking of going back to some of my old modules like, these modules that are now 30-odd years old. Modules, for folks who are listening who don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, firstly, shame on you. But secondly, modules are like the story, the narrative, the world that the users explore. They typically relate to, you know, some quests or some dungeon or some city or, you know, they're a finite amount of time, depending on how you play them. You know, usually between about 10 hours and potentially up to 60 hours worth of time in these created universes. So, you know, my perspective is I can draw up maps and create environments and create narrative and do all this kind of stuff. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I think work recently to make the social aspect of work more prevalent to reengage with coworkers and these kind of things. I think all these things are very positive. The nature of my work at Netflix. I don't know. I've had more social work environments than I've had at Netflix. However, I've never had a job like Netflix. So the lack of social environment sometimes doesn't really matter that much. I mean, I've had jobs where I've been very heavily socially involved with like my boss and my coworkers. workers We go out to meals and we do all this kind of stuff. All our spouses know each other, this kind of stuff. That's not really Netflix. I don't know. The libertarian philosophies of retasting just don't really make that kind of stuff conducive. I'm sure there are teams at Netflix that do do that kind of stuff. I'm just not part of that kind of team. So the ability one day a week, probably in the evenings, to run a role-playing game, see how it goes, see how it works out, see how the co-workers are interested in it. We'll just see how it pans out. But I think it's an interesting you know, kind of -of left-of-field idea that I wanted to narrate in some regard in a short Funk podcast because I know a number of our listeners are very passionate associated with role-playing games, I know a few of our listeners have written role-playing game rules previously. This is going to be a standard 5th edition D&D. It's not really going to move people outside their comfort zones. I debated offering one of my legacy rule sets or something like that, but no, I want to make it relatively form-feed. Just to keep people happy, they can buy the player's handbook and you know their own set of dice and this kind of stuff. Talk to folks loosely about using miniatures. I don't know. People didn't seem conducive to that. You can use like pennies and stuff just to demonstrate where folks are with regards to monsters and this kind of stuff i don't know we'll work it out it'll all work out on the watch but for now it's probably going to be about two or three weeks before the campaign actually starts to get some stuff together i've got to reread all these rule books and it's interesting actually because in parallel to this i'm also doing the werner herzog film class the werner herzog film class requires me to read i think a 120 odd page book which i'm really not enjoying i just find it dry it's kind of negative about the uk because a german film director would have some negative about the uk book for one to read in any case i'm forcing these things down through frequent podcasts tom Barbalay in san jose signing out